welcome to Chocolate Starfish and the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, oh, we're staying on the Limp Biscuit thing. April, it's no longer April Fools. I mean, it is still April, but we are not gonna continue that. That would be. I don't know. Um, hold on. Before we before we discuss that, I do want to talk about this. Welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about the band The Killers. The podcast where every week Michael and Spencer discuss a single song by the band The Killers in as much detail as it is physically possible to discuss. I'm your host, Spencer Palio, and with me, as always, is my good pal and yours too, Microphone Nance. Hello. Is this thing on? <laughs> I'm anyway. So so no, what'd you uh, what'd you think of last week? We uh we it was did a fun. Little, we did a little fun. We, we did a little pranky poo on the audience. Yeah, the good kind. I don't know if you're on this this wagon too, and maybe you listeners out there. I feel like we were doing the the good kind of April Fool's joke. I am so sick of people making fake announcements and, and pretending like something is real on the I- internet. I mean, we we did, in fact, pretend that was real. We we played that entirely straight for in by all intents and purposes. And in a vacuum, that was real for one episode only. We did a, a podcast about Lit Biscuit instead of about the killers. And we did our same format. We had Gerwigs. We had, you know, we, we had the full gamut. But yeah, it wasn't like, you know, I, I don't know what how, what even to reference it, because most of the things you like are so weird and esoteric, Spencer. But. You know, like you should, you should just make your up favorite a- sports team is like, oh, we traded your favorite player. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? And you're like, oh, it's April Fool's. That's not funny. It just gets old. Yeah, no, I. Uh, yeah, we did. We did the one where everyone's having a laugh. We all know it's April Fool's Day. Yuck, yucks were had and we uh, we moved on with our lives. And, you know, we got a good little four day break because we recorded that. Uh, way the hell before April Fool's Day, and we didn't have to worry about releasing an episode the following Monday, which is like a first for us. That's true. That was uh, that was very nice, and you know, I saw another a whole host of other jokes, including at work. Uh, when I went to work that day for April Fools, um, I, we use like a centralized Ethernet that you can that everybody can go onto and like download reports and stuff. And I'm sure other people who work for work from home and corporate companies know what this is like. And and they changed that corporate Ethernet to look like a 1995 like GeoCities page. No. And I thought it was hilarious when I opened it up. I was like, oh, this is awesome because all you had to do is click a link and it took you right back to the normal website. Yeah. But so many people had a complete meltdown thinking they got hacked or. You know, and I, I always forget how computer illiterate some people are. Most and, people are. Yeah. And and how, like, if anything goes astray on their computer whatsoever, they're like, oh, fuck, I've been hacked by 4chan, the notorious hacker. My. <laughs> yes, 4chan, the guy, the guy 4chan. Steve 4chan. <laughs> A little Stevie 4chan living in his mom's basement, hacking unsuspecting victims. I'm fairly certain. Not Killers fans. Yeah, they're not Killers fans. Um, but no, I, uh, I had a really good time last week uh, or when we recorded that episode. And I did, too. I thought it was le- fun. Legitimately, I think 
the the pun that led into that episode is one of the best ones we've ever done, which is really sad. Mm. No, no key. Actually, no, the one I came up with for break stuff was like the best pun I've ever come up with. For yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a, you pulled a little sneaky on him. Yeah, it's cold in my room and I'm afraid of everything in it. Burr, eek stuff. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, so no, so that's 10 out of that's 10. That's what we all want out of our puns. Yeah, but here's the other side of it. Unfortunately for us, we because we recorded that, we didn't get to talk about Pressure Machine Deluxe when it came out. And so <laughs> we're just now being able to talk about it like on pod. So have you looked at Pressure Machine Deluxe? Uh, a little bit. I looked at the track listing, haven't really had a chance to get into it properly. Legitimately, Pressure Machine Deluxe's track list made me actually disgusted with like us <laughs> because we made so many jokes for so long about bones too oh yeah now we've got the getting by two through four yeah and then the killers just release like a bunch of like songs and they're just they're just remixes or reinterpretations of tracks so we don't actually have to do them like individual episodes unless you know you the audience call for that uh, to which we will politely decline. Um, but when I first saw that, I was like, my God, they really did it. Like full sunglass removal, like everything. I, yeah, I, I am worried about TK8 and the level of pro like uh, productivity the killers are having right now, especially if like all four boys get back together. In, in earnest or in trouble, Spencer. I mean, apparently they made like 50 songs during the pandemic. So like we really, if they release it before we're done, we have to do it. We're like contractually obligated. That's right. I did sign a contract with, um, with, uh, Ronnie Spencer industries. Yes. Spencer Polio industries, LLC, your, your nefarious shell corporation. Yes, my pod shell corporation. That you you launder all your illicit funds through. It's true. Um, I so the other thing that cool that happened during all this. Um, so uh, I I found out a really interesting, funny thing that's only like tangentially pod related. By tangentially, I mean not at all, but it's funny, and I wanted share it with more people because I, I legitimately didn't know about this. Um, did you know that uh, H. John Benjamin made a jazz album? What? Seriously. Okay. This is not this is not the thing that's leading into the pun, although it kind of is, but you'll see. So so H. John Benjamin made a jazz album where he hires a jazz band. And you know who J.H. John Benjamin is, right? Yes, yes. Uh, he he made fantastic voice actor. Yes, Archer. Exactly. Et cetera, et cetera. So he made he made a jazz album where he hired a jazz band to play all the instruments, and then he plays piano. The problem is 
he literally cannot play piano. <laughs> okay. And so so here's 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 an example of this is the first track on the album. You like uh, you like that? Wow! Yeah, it's, incredible. It's super good. Um, but so, uh, so the reason I brought that up is because uh, I heard about another uh, famous person performing on sort of a weird experimental album, and I thought it was cool. Um, so uh, you've watched the show Mash, right? Yes, I have. Okay, so Alan Alda did a record very recently where he basically made all the lyrics for the song and then the um the music is played by throwing a can of beans at a piano. All right? And so it's called uh and I I need 1 second to pull it up really quick. Uh, it's called uh, Half Alda Songs Being Written. Your disgusted silence says everything. I, I'm just shaking my head. Oh, come on. That was pretty good. I, I mean, that was definitely I, I was trying to think of a pun this week and I really it was I really just couldn't think of anything. I just threw it my hands. But, you know, I commend you, Spencer, that uh, especially with the Alan Alda reference. I mean, no one ever thinks about Alan Alda, even though he's like one of the most you know, an incredible actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was in an iconic TV show. So. Yeah, several. I mean, I, you're right, though. I don't often think about Alan Alda unless when somebody brings him up, I know exactly who he is. Yeah. But see, you know, what's funny. You know, you, know, you know what I think of Alan Alda from more than MASH, more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, He played. He did the uh, a character <coughs> from the book uh, in the book, in the audiobook of World War Z. He, he read one of the characters. And um, I always thought that was pretty cool. Man, that we got we got so far into the episode without a cool Spencer fact. And now we got one that wasn't related to the pun. Yeah, well, we're done with the pun. We made the pun. Like, the you pun's just done. can imagine Spencer you putting his hands on his hips and being like, guess what? I know. Well, Didn't you? you be- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> Can't they just enjoy a thing? You know, we're oh, talking yeah, you about enjoy it. Let me let me be happy. Can't I feel I enjoy just absolutely destroying your enthusiasm with my sarcasm. Fucking breaking my balls. (laughs) Constantly. That's like the theme of the podcast. Yeah. Michael breaks Spencer's balls. And then if you go to our uh, Patreon, you can get a whole different experience where I break Michael's balls. And there's way more blacklight. Yeah. 
Anyway, what so do you think the, about the song "Have All the Songs Been Written," Spencer? By the band The Killers. The by the um, band The Killers. You know, it's really nice for The Killers to cover this really good U two song. <laughs> um, I mean, here's the thing: if this song, okay, you know what this song feels like? Um, it feels like all the songs have been written, and they didn't know what else to do. No, I mean that too, but. It kind of feels, you know, the song, um, fuck, what's, uh, what's that Coldplay song? Uh, just name, just say Coldplay. Yellow. No. The Scientist. No. Uh, Viva La Vida. No. Uh, Clocks. No. Clocks 2. No. Uh, Me So Horny. No. Uh... Roland Air Raid Vehicle. Fix You. That's the name of the song. Fix You. Yeah. So, you know, the song Fix You, how it starts kind of slow and then, you know, it kind of ends and kind of picks up and gets really good. That yeah. if this song did that, it would be great. It would be better. Like, certainly. I don't know if it would be great, but it would be a lot better than just like. Uh, whatever this is. Well, no, like the problem with this song is it feels like. You know, it keeps building and building and building and then you just never come and it sucks. You know. It's a true edging song. Yeah, it's it's edging the song. You get it. <laughs> and that's why you referenced you too, because their guitar player is named The Edge. Exactly. Got it. Got it. Okay. It's all coming together now, Kowalski. You think you think that's why he uh you think that's why he's called the Edge? Uh, it's actually because he loves Shadow the Hedgehog. That's canonic. Canonical. Look it up on the YouTube Wikipedia. YouTube Wiki. Oh my dot God. com. Speaking of you know you know speaking of um. Shadow the Hedgehog. Have you seen the new Sonic movie? It's not even out yet, Spencer. Wait, I thought it was. And I th- is is it, it comes it- out tomorrow? Literally tomorrow. Oh, shit. We're recording on Thursday. Tomorrow as we're recording on Thursday. But so by the time this episode gets released, I will have seen it because I'm going to see it on Saturday night. So, oh, you got a you got a a crew you're going with. I'm going with Troy. Troy's not in town. I thought he was. I thought he moved. He's coming back to Austin to watch the Sonic movie because that's what we that was literally the last thing we did before the pandemic. We'll see the first Sonic movie. The last public thing we did was go see Sonic. Oh, well, let me know where where you're doing that. I know I we probably shouldn't discuss this on the pod, but let me know where we're doing that. I'm 100 percent crashing that. Okay, I want to see this. Uh, I will message you after the episode. And then uh, also you can just message Troy for more. I don't know all the details because he bought everybody's tickets. Oh, well, I'm going to just buy my own ticket and crash it. That sounds really fun. Perfect. I'm going to throw popcorn at you if you're sitting in front of me. I don't know why we're talking about this on the pod, although I do know why we're talking. Because it's the podcast. It's what we do. Yeah. Like this is. I actually saw a movie last Friday. You saw last Friday the other day? No. It's called Next Friday, by the way. And Friday after next. No, no, there's a prequel. It's called Last Friday. Is there really? No. (laughs) I, I was I wouldn't be surprised. All these movies that they made in the 90s and 2000s, just rebooting them for cash. Anyway, <laughs> saw a movie last Friday, saw The Batman um, uh, would be 
Hold on, let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, Batman's really broken up about his parents and uh, and he learns some lesson about being better at being Batman. I wasn't going to say anything about the movie. I thought it was pretty good for, you know, being a new take on Batman. Sure. Whatever. Oh, and the Riddler's there. I call it Nirvana Batman. So that's that's my theme for the movie. You can't be Nirvana Batman. Batman's already grungy and goth, but like. Well, they made him more grungy and goth in this one than he's been. Because, you know, Christian Bale was basically Patrick Batman. He wasn't. He, I've he, never. Still, why have I never heard that description? That's great. I, I, I'm sure someone else has to have said that before, but that's how I describe him. Patrick Batman. He, when he's Bruce Wayne, he's charming, but he does seem like he would kick the shit out of you in a dark street, which he does in a suit, which seems insane. But we like it because it's Batman. Yeah. And the new one's gothy and everything. But really why I brought the movie up is because I, I went to the. I specifically like to go to the movies really late when I can so that there's not a lot of people in the theater. You know, I don't really like to sit in a packed theater with a bunch of strangers, especially Alamo here in town, because I like to, you know, order food and not eat next to a stranger. It's because you like talking loudly at movies. No, anyway, so I went with B. Okay. I buy my tickets. There was literally only two other seats bought because then when you buy the tickets from the Alamo app, I'm sure you know. You can see what tickets have been like, which seats have been purchased already. Yeah. And then plan where you're going to sit accordingly. So I picked two rows ahead of those two people who had already bought their tickets. Nobody else on the row bought the tickets. And I was like, OK, we're good to go. We get there like 10 minutes early, sit down, order our food. Everything's fine. Like two minutes before the movie starts. And keep in mind, our row stays empty the whole time. OK. Move, the lights go down and two people walk in and sit right next to us. And the theater was pretty empty. So I was like, you you went out of your way to sit legitimately right next to two other people. That's, Why? That's incredible. There were no other seats taken. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's literally like going into a like a stadium bathroom, a men's room where and, there's like 12 urinals and walking right next to a guy at the urinal and being like, sup. I was like, what the fuck? I was so mad. <laughs> So, so, so mad. So what does this have to do with have all the songs been written? I was like, have all the tickets been taken? <laughs> so something that I do want to talk about related to this song. Um, so th- the thing that first. OK, because. I haven't listened to this song probably since I listened to Dub Dub like forever ago. And the thing that struck me re-listening to it is. The guitar was like good. And I'm like, who's playing this? And it turns out it is. um, uh, Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits. Oh, that's why the guitar sounds so interesting in this song, because I was like, it doesn't sound like Dave. And I don't think Dave really worked on Wonderful, Wonderful. No, he's not there. It it I was like, oh, man, they they really let um, Ted. Ted Ted go and he's like, you know, kicking it, kicking its ass. And then, no, it's 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 Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits. Is, Did they, is this the same album that had Romeo and Juliet as like a B-side? No. Which which album was that? Day and Age? No. When was Romeo and Juliet cover the cover by the Killers released? I just want you to keep guessing. Uh, it's from Sawdust. 
Oh, damn. I was way off. Yeah. I've listened to Sawdust, too. I'm just I'm tripping over here. It's fine. We know I, I, I leave every time you uh you light up on the pot. I just leave it in. Everyone knows. lights light up. Every time you uh you have you you take a puff of the wacky tobacco. <laughs> Spencer, I don't think you edit anything out. I think you just upload the raw footage unless I say where you work or I say like the name of something sensitive. I mean, my I think my favorite bit that we did last week was uh what was it? You said you said you're gonna just bleep out the name of your job. I'm like, I'm just going to bleep out whatever you say next. The next thing you say just gets completely bleeped. (laughs) (laughs) And you could have said anything. You could have just, you know, given out the, you know, the meaning of life there. I know because I edited it, but, you know. It sounds, for some reason, beeps just make things sound funnier. Oh, yeah, it's significantly. But, you know, I'm glad that's the best thing about this song is that Mark Knopfler helped with the guitar because the rest of it is so boring. Oh yeah, it's 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 a this snoozer. Never goes anywhere. Yeah, it exactly. Really it's you're you're traveling, you're aimlessly driving down an empty road, and then your car crashes into a tree, and that's the end of the song. Is that too dark? Uh, you know, maybe, but also, I appreciate that imagery, Spencer. You know, that's... The, to me, the the biggest indictment for that song is that or for this song, is that I have listened to Wonderful, Wonderful multiple times, and I always forget this song is on there. Yeah. The thing is, like, when I was listening to it, I was like, maybe I like this song. And then by the end of it, I'm like, no. And yeah, I kind of feel like this song. You know what else about this song? Okay, there's one more thing, and then we should go to Reddit. But the other thing that really strikes me about this song is for some reason when I think of it in my head, I always remember it in a minor key, even though it is very much a major key song. How do you know that? Because I can, I listen to it. So you know music? I mean, a little bit. I believe Fair enough. Sandy, Let's... help us out. Yeah, Sandy, is this song a major key or a minor key? All right. Is it is it high ranking in the military or a child? Let us know. Or or is it Noki? Thus indestructible. <laughs> All right, what's Reddit got going on? All right, so this first thread is by a uh, world famous Reddit user deleted. And of course, <gasps> I couldn't I couldn't stop myself. Um this this thread's called A Diamond in the Rough. Have all the songs been written? This song is a stunning mix of masterful guitar of Mark Knopfler and the beauty of Brandon's sentimental vocals. It is the perfect marriage for a beautiful rock ballad. So I got a new epithet for Larky 18 because Larky 18 is the top comment on this and we'll read some of this, but it's also a huge wall of text. And is there anyone else on the Reddit who is better at delivering a solid killer's wall of text than Larky 18? Um, not off I've the, seen so many. Not off the top of my head. Larky, you should you should message the pod uh, Twitter or something, because I feel like you listen. We like you. I don't know if you, you know, we like you. 
but we want we used to, to call you hero of the pod. Now I'm here of the Reddit scribe scribe of the Reddit. Sandy is hero of the pod. That's right. Sandy is hero of the pod. But no, the Reddit Spencer is the trash can of the pod. Reddit novelist. Lucky <laughs> 18. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, major hitters in here. You got tie that yarn. Hold on. Really? That's sort by controversial. Uh, no, Machops don't cry. No, this isn't even on his radar. Yeah. It's the song. He'd just be like, shit makes me want to die, not huff us. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Okay. Oh, wow. Wait, what? Wow. The, con- the most controversial take is from Smooth Year 1986, who says, man, this song is probably one of their worst. It's oozing of cheese. Cringe. Wow. Uh, well, now we know what Machops don't cry is, you know, alter <laughs> ego is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everyone else just says I think it's one of their worst songs. I definitely think that this is one of their worst songs. It's it's so boring. Yeah, John Brightside hates it. Um, uh, Ron Jeremy, Ron Z Jeremy, you know, not <laughs> to be different guy, not to be, you know, no relation. Um, but honestly, surprising fact about Ron Z Jeremy, bigger penis. <laughs> Interesting, right? <laughs> Anyway, he says, I don't mind the song as much as I think Knopfler overplayed his part. The many riffs just grated on me for some reason. It was kind of fr- it was kind of like free jazzy, like he just kind of played with whatever he kind of felt. Now, I mean, what is the deal? What is the deal with with Brandon getting with these old boomer rockers and just letting them do whatever they want? You know what I mean? Uh, OK, look, if you're like a young, famous guy and you have a rock band, all you want to do, and you're kind of a nerd, what you want to do is you want to play with all the people who, like, influenced you. If I had a rock band, all I would do is try to get, you know, um, I don't know, I guess... Tom DeLonge? Yeah, Tom DeLonge <coughs> and, uh, you know, John or John from They Might Be Giants or Brandon to, you know, guest on a song. Spencer Polio and Brandon Flowers' new song. Oh, did Bones. Bones 2. Bone, bones and Flesh. No, yeah. Bones and Mind. Bone and Mind. You, uh, you, you, you really reached there, bro. <laughs> I'm I mean, just combining the Bone trilogy with the Mind trilogy. Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't think it would be part of those trilogies because it's not a killer song. It's a Spencer song. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Oops, Michael Nance. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Larky18 says, oh, man, it's so cool. Hatswaba brings back the man, except he's been crushed. The man was on top of the world and bragged about how he's got gas in the tank and money in the bank, while this man has been brought low and laments, has all the gas been siphoned? Do the banks still carry gold? Which is such a cool, like, I love that. Like, that's great. Too bad the song, though. Right, but the song, I I just don't hear it. Maybe I'll need to really listen to it. But every time I listen to the song, my eyes just glaze over. And I just hear, ready, let's roll, and... Because it's just where I want to go. That's fair. All right, let's go to the second lyric. Second, second Reddit. Yeah, that. 
Right, oh, so, oh, wow. So this is from user like a stumbling ghost. And the second post is a post in defense of have all the songs been written. My favorite track on the album. Wonderful, wonderful is in brackets. I've got hiccups. I had a grilled cheese sandwich before we uh, started the pod. Was it just cheese and bread? Yeah, just cheese and bread with a little butter. Nice. Keeping it simple. Yeah, it's the only. What's your opinion on a mayo on a grilled cheese? Um. It's the only thing I would consider doing that would I would still count as a grilled cheese. Um, oh, no, you're one of those people, huh? Yeah, I'm behind. If it's not cheese and bread with some butter or like some sort of oil, <laughs> it's it's not a real grilled cheese. If you put like meat in a grilled cheese, it's a fucking melt. It's not a grilled cheese. Yes, I am that pedantic. Have you listened to this podcast? Yeah, no, I've just known you for like 10 years. I'd be like, ah, of course, Spencer's one of those people. You're goddamn right. I am. <laughs> that is not a grilled cheese. Come Ex- behind somebody while they're eating it. No, I mean, you know, who doesn't like a good melt? It's just it's not a grilled cheese. It's cheese and bread. <laughs> why? Why is this difficult? Um, Is a hot dog a grilled cheese? No, but a hot dog is a sandwich. Okay, is lasagna a grilled cheese? You know that one's actually tougher. <laughs> right? If it's veg, Just- if it's vegetarian, maybe. Can you imagine going into somebody's house and they were literally grilling lasagna? I'd be like, what are you doing? Okay, yo, check this out. God, we are getting so distracted this week. Uh, Mm, We have so much content to get through. Yeah, well, you're right. There's nothing to talk about. But okay, so I saw this recipe for lasagna where what you do is you make it the first day. And then on the second day, like you and after you make it, you put it in the refrigerator to get it like solid and cold. And then the next day you cut it out into like nice, perfect little squares and you pan fry them. Like along the 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 side that's of the layers. And, and you're making what is this that you're making? Uh, you macaroni make and cheese. No, you make lasagna and then you you pan fry the lasagna piece after you've chilled it. It it looks really fucking good, and I super want to try it. Okay, so you're just a poser. No, I, I this is a thing I saw. I said that. I don't think you have gas in the tank or money in the bank. Jesus sir. fucking Christ. Okay, so here's what <laughs> Like a Stumbling Ghost says. As each of our own reviews for the album start to settle and entrench themselves in our mind's eye, I wanted to make one final appeal... For those of you not yet on the bandwagon for the album's closing track of all the songs been written. The track is probably my favorite on the album, and I wanted to present a few reasons why below. Um, one, the song is good. Two, the guitar is good. Uh, three, the drums are subtle, but good. Uh, Four, uh, Brandon discussed, by the way, I'm paraphrasing all of these. There's like a full description, but like, you know, anyway, four, uh, Brandon discussed in a recent interview that this track and Knopfler's guitar in it is supposed to echo a storm approaching in the desert. I dare you not to think of that imagery from 327 Mark through the end of the song. 
The drums and guitar are thunder and lightning until the cliffhanger ending. Yeah, that's kind of good. I got to admit, I'm not going to I'm not going to hate on that. Uh, five, the cliffhanger ending of one more laments where the band has been and where they have yet to go. And I personally think where they have to go st- is still upwards. Well, they pre- present compelling points. It doesn't change. Uh what I feel about the song. I still think it's quite boring. I guess this is just mood music. It hits some people. There's a lot of killer songs that are like that, in my opinion, where like, especially the ballads where some people are like, this song makes me think of this super sad tragedy in my life. And so I always cry when I hear it. And um, honestly, that's why I always cry when I hear the man. So. Because you remember you have like a, like literally a PTSD attack of the time I made you do the episode for the man. Uh, I think of uh, the mom and yeah. also my ongoing legal battle with the USDA. Oh yeah, that I remember that anyway, I'm trying to take the gas out of my tank. I mean, I think I, pr- you know, not to get all political and shit, but like, I'm pretty sure that's a, uh, that's everyone right now. Oh, wow. Spencer. Holy shit. Because gas prices. Wow. Spencer is super political now. If you're an angry, if you're angry at him for any political opinion, tweet at soul of a truck podcast. Um, yeah. If, if you ask me to like be like, if you don't like my, my hot political takes, I'll just make, I'll just be worse about it. And they're going to yeah. be all over the map. Like you're, I'm just going to get a, a, a political compass and a dartboard, throw it at it and say, whatever, vaguely agrees to that sentiment the funniest thing about that is you would you know download a bunch of you know ideas and political statements off of like twitter and stuff from pretty moderate to extreme and the first thing you throw on the dartboard would be something incredibly extreme and offensive and you'd be like uh never mind i'm not gonna say that yeah basically (laughs) anyway so so there's a okay eugenics Oof, not touching that one (laughs) Anyway, so I'm looking through this thread and the thing that's really striking me is how much of it has been deleted or removed by moderator. This was clearly a very contentious thread when it dropped. For real, because everybody's just like, it's finally the song that people are like, this is not the most underrated killer song. Yeah, like it will connect with like six people, but it's just it, it is it's not a diamond in the rough to me. Yeah, this was this was like the last straw of of the true killers like like diehards like no it's not the fucking most underrated song y'all need to calm down fucking go outside and touch grass which right which is like my new favorite phrase by the way find a different band i mean because i think this is one of the final last songs we have and wow this is the killers do not have a good track record with closing albums I mean, some are good. You know, Imploding the Mirage is, of course, a classic. Imploding the Mirage is good. Yeah. They got better with that one. Yeah. Um, That's the only good one. Pressure Machine's pretty good. Pressure Machine's not the last song on Pressure Machine, though. It's not? No. Oh. Then I have no idea. The last song on Pressure Machine is The Getting By. Oh. Which there's like six art versions of now. Getting by is pretty good. Yeah. I can deal with the getting by. Exactly. See? 
but that's okay. I can deal with is a lot better than this song, which is currently at the bottom for me. Let me look at all the rest of them here. Uh, God, why do they list them like that? All right. Battleborn's last song is Battleborn, which we've done. Yeah, it's fine. It's still I think I would rather listen to Battleborn than this song. Uh, Day and Age is Couldn't I Travel Well, which is a oh, woof. Yeah. They just love to add. They're just like, hey, let's let's just shit on people's cereal with the final song, right? <laughs> which is weird because they're so good at opening albums. Right. Exit Lude, good. But you know what's interesting is, hmm. you, you know why we probably thought we've done this song before? is because the final song other than Exit Lude on Sam's Town is Why Do I Keep Counting? That Which has might... a, is also a question. It's like a question yeah. that is very similar. But why, why do I keep counting is awesome. It's way better than this one. That's my number one right now. That's fair. I I don't know. Imploding the Mirage is pretty is a bop. Uh, yeah, this is OK. Is everything will be all right is the final song on Hot Fuss. Is it better or worse than everything will be all right? Ooh. I would I'm rather everything will be all right. <laughs> I would rather listen to this. I hate everything will be all right. That song sucks. That song's a, a full. That's going to be a big no for me, dog. Well, there we go. There you have it. The Spencer's hot take of the week. Yep. Make sure uh, you also send your extremist political opinions to him. He yes. believes everything. It's it's true. I basically I'm I'm basically a politics sponge and no one has squeezed me yet. I'm very lonely. Uh, anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the lyrics. I thought that was a pretty good, uh, a pretty good del- delivery. Okay, it's not the del- it's not the delivery. It's the journal. Who's doing what this week? I honestly can't remember because it's been so long. Well, yeah, but we but- did Nookie. Oh, you know, I actually read the lyrics for Nookie, so I'm yes. doing the annotations this week. There's actually annotations to the song. Damn it, I'm so worried about this. Oh yeah, I really feel like this is one of those songs for someone who's going to be like. According to Brandon's love of Jesus Christ, as his time in the Church of Latter Day Saints, you're like God. It's not about this, you know. Okay, well, before we get into that, and I always forget to write this in the Google Doc. What do you think this song's about? Um, I think this song is about like the the futility of life. Sometimes when you feel like it's all been done before, and you're just it, it it's like kind of like the like closing time same type of vibe you know what i mean like well here here it comes we're, we're reaching the end and what do we have to look back on okay i i think the song is it's a very specific lamentation of brandon about him as a songwriter it's literally a very personal song about Brandon writing songs and whether or not he can create new things. And since this song released, uh, he's released two more albums and two deluxe versions of those albums. So, so this song is a lie. So this song, no, it's just a, it just reflects the singers. Uh, it just reflects Brandon's uh, feelings at the time. And, you know, personally, I think I'm kind of glad that he got out of this funk. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. I'm glad they moved. Imploding the Mirage 
don't get me wrong, Wonderful Wonderful has its moments, but Imploding the Mirage is so much better. It's true. And I love Flesh and Bone. Mm -hmm. I know that that's uh, controversial, especially amongst the Killers fan base, but we need more of that. I agree. Even though the greatest Killers song of all time, Some Kind of Love, is on here. so It's true. Okay, so, lyrics. Um, you should read the page intro, though. Page intro by Fooking Oasis Killers. Okay. It's a name. Have all the songs been written refers to the subject line of an email Flowers sent to YouTube frontman and lead singer Bono while searching for guidance while suffering with writer's block. Bono. It was frustrating. I remember hearing people talk about it, about losing it. And as I've been pretty prolific, it was strange to feel like that, Flowers said in an interview with the Sun newspaper. I felt lost, but I just pushed through. How does the Sun have a newspaper? Uh, The Son of God. Oh, oh, got it, got it, got it. Go on. I've always been hardworking. That's one of my attributes. I have a strong worth ethic, and so I sat at the piano and didn't give up. And Bono is someone I would look to for guidance. We don't see each other that frequently, but he has a lot of experience and going and and has gone through things I go through. That's very vague, Brandon. Seeing the subject line of Flowers' email, Bono responded, Why don't you start there? That's a great title. God damn it. <laughs> First off, Bono, really? <laughs> I was making it worse as I went on. Oh, I know. Bone hyphen O. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is one of those episodes. Like, I'm... I'm Blimey! Crikey, bunk, crikey, mate. Hey, Brandon, why don't you just fucking write that? I don't think... Wait, isn't, isn't Bono Irish? He is. He, he doesn't is. sound like a British person at all. He's. I was doing Australian, which is why... I don't know... I don't know what the fuck... Anyway, uh, verse one, have all the songs been written? <laughs> no solo troll says no all right well that's i'm glad we've we've resolved that the incredible end. episode over thanks for listening guys <laughs> no i'm kidding that's the end then that's the end yeah have all the truths been told has all the gas been siphoned do the banks still carry gold Tom J292 says, this is the flip side to the lyrics of the man. I've got gas in the tank. I've got money in the bank. Which is kind of, I like that. And then for some reason, someone comments with their, this is one of those crazy genius things that you could only see on genius lyrics, honestly. I'm only going to read the first sentence of that so you can see how insane um, this sounds. Oh man, the spelling on this is incredible. Yeah, we're not gonna. Do the bank still carry gold? We're not gonna. We're not, gonna, we're not gonna literacy shame. Let's go. Do the bank still carry gold? Probably refers to the Bretton Woods deal from 1944, where central banks had to keep a certain quantity of gold behind its currencies. No, probably not. I believe it. That makes perfect sense. I think it's already tenuous to just try and link these lyrics to the man. I personally think it's just a happy accident and because all of the rest of this song. You don't think is, Brandon, you know, he could have. And, you know, that's a that's a good explanation. And we can just wrap that up with a neat little bow. But most of this song is just Brandon kind of like asking questions, like rhetorical questions about like running out of 
creativity and and hitting a dead end or something you know his creativity cup is empty that's right it don't flow anymore the boy ain't got no juice anyway chorus has every ship gone sailing has every heart gone blue have all the songs been written oh i just need one to get through to you i just need one more so uh, annotation here for has every heart gone blue i'm going to do this under the soul of a truck account um brandon's lamenting that um since he's an ohio state fan growing up in ohio his whole life that he feels like everyone in the nation is now michigan fans and their hearts have gone uh blue as a reference to the blue and maze of michigan wolverines we're gonna we're gonna get banned from from genius michael uh because we are geniuses and there's no fucking geniuses on this website maybe fair enough and it's annotation for oh i just need to get through to you this is by a frequent contributor and maybe genius tanner todd who says compared to out of my mind oh go ahead this isn't normal tanner todd how do you know because this person only has 530 genius points I well, think. Tanner Todd kind of went on a bender on the uh, Spice Girls lyrics page, so it's true. That's what'll happen. It's real easy to lose your genius points overnight. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Compared to "Out of My Mind," another song on this album, when Brandon tries to impress his wife with the highlights of his music career and the big names he's worked with, he realizes that isn't working. So now he's trying to reach her by writing a song, but the words can't seem to come. Well, right in the first chorus, somebody made this a song about Tana. So, well, well, now we know what the song's about. It's about Tana. Tana Banana. Tan. You think someone has to call her that? That can't. Yeah, me. We're on a first name basis. I've never met Brandon though. I'm I'm making a gross face right now. I'm making like an uncomfortable face. It's not sexual, Spencer. A man and a woman can have a platonic relationship. Look, from I'm not thousands that's, of miles away. That's not what I'm saying. I'm you're just, just you're just gross, Spencer. You're just a you fucking know what? boomer, old style. Just everybody, anybody, just flame Spencer right now. I mean, seriously, these antiquated beliefs that Spencer has. Anyway. Still listen to Elvis. <laughs> You're not going to keep dinosaur. Yeah, I was waiting for you to keep going. Like, come on, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> anyway, if no, now, now it feels like a kink. Ooh. Wait, what? <laughs> Go on. Fucking okay. Uh, verse two. Verse two. Uh, have all the songs been written? Have all your needs been met? Have all these years been worth it? Or am I the great regret? Uh, user Soul of a Troll says the narrator wonders if they have actually contributed to their partner's problems rather than be a solution. That's actually a good annotation, a good genius annotation. I, I my favorite thing about this is that as we go on, Soul of a Troll's genius score just continues to increase while apparently Tanner Todd goes down the toilet. So. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking Soul of a Troll, a thousand genius points. Uh, so I think that qualifies you as like a low level genius. You're like uh, Mensa certified, right? Yeah. Um, All right, well, you go Soul of a Troll. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah good work. Uh, shout out to Soul of a Troll for finally reaching a thousand genius points. Uh, truly the hero we deserve. Send Spencer your address and he'll send you a, a hand packed um, edible arrangement. 
it's but it's going to be really densely packed. Basically, I'm going to buy as much soft fruit as I can and put it inside of a box and then just keep pressing it and pressing it until it's like a solid box of like wet, gushy fruit. <laughs> wow. You're gross. <laughs> well, he's, it's a hand-packed edible arrangement. You're just going to pack it into a giant letter K? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we really do need to make that exclusive for Soul of a Troll. We promised, and I've never done it, and I feel bad. Wait, what's exclusive for Soul of a Troll? Oh, uh, Soul of a Troll did a lyrics page for us, and uh, we were gonna do a exclusive where we just did that lyrics page. Ah, <clears throat> uh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Anyway, chorus: right. Has every ship gone sailing? Has every heart gone blue? Have all the songs been written? Oh, I just need one to get through to you. I just need one more to get through to you. I can't take back what I've done wrong. I just need one more. Bridge. Bridge. When the train returns to the rails, when the ship is back in the harbor, I will make you happy again. I can see it. I believe it. User Soul of a Troll says, given their partner's neat freak habits and love of model cities, the narrator knows at least one foolproof way to brighten their mood. <laughs> I love Soul of a Troll so much. Uh, chorus. I just need one Choo -choo. more to get. I just need one more to get through to you. I just need one more to get through to you. I can't take back what I've done wrong. I just need one more. The end. Wow, what a lyrics page. What a classic. Yeah, this is poor Brandon. Brandon had really been prolific up to this time because before Wonderful Wonderful, he had released The Desired Effect and Flamingo and The Day and Age and Sam's Town, a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah, a bunch of a bunch of stuff. The stuff with Tana was really getting to him. And so he uh, he he moved to Utah. And everything was better. He yeah. met God and God come on the land. So. With his bride, of course, it was, it was sweet. What do you think? What do you think God's wife's name is? Tana. <laughs> Christ, OK. <laughs> um, so what do you think of those lyrics, Michael? <laughs> they were super de duper. This is very, you know, I was like, uh, you don't get really much of the vibe of the song reading the lyrics. And normally I don't complain about that. But this song, it's so blah. This feels like the song that your friend would call you up and be like saying weird stuff and acting kind of sad. And so you're like, oh, shit. Well, now I need to go over and pick him up out of this rut they're in you know no pun intended it's that's also wonderful wonderful yeah and they just be laying on the ground like in the dark singing this song with no music behind them that sounds creepy as fuck it's just what this depression spencer can you imagine a slow and slowed and reverb version of this song it would take like nine years to get through yeah, I didn't even search for a slow and reverb version of this song. <laughs> and then the Nightcore version just sounds really stupid. Uh, there was no Nightcore. I did search for that. Uh, slowed and... <laughs> Someone else has searched for this. 
Uh, no, it does not exist, and I am disappointed. Audience, you fucked up. Well, damn. Maybe in the future. Uh, there's also How about a. There's also a video just called Stan, but it's only Dido, which isn't that literally just the song. Um, is that thank li- you? By yeah. Dido? Yes, that's just thank you. by Dido. Yeah. Somebody's like, hey, what if it was just that chorus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you. They already did that. Yeah. Like th- that's like a, it's it's called sampling. I might listen to that later. I want to see what the fuck that is. That's. Should we play it on the pod, Michael? Yeah, go ahead. There's spoiler. There's not much else. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, Stan, <laughs> but it's only Dido. But it's not. I, I just. Oh yeah, and it's slow and reverb. Oh, and the image is uh, Bulma from Dragon Ball crying on her bed with the uh, rain on the window and a Dragon Ball in the forefront. Why do you think Bulma's sad? Uh, I don't know. Goku died or some shit. Again? Again. Or Krillin. He always died. I'm not, I'm not going to play this whole fucking... This is not a Dido podcast. That's uh, for Spencer's next podcast. It's a solo man effort. He's just doing all the Dido songs by himself. Died? No. Uh, Okay, so this is uh, the Killers performing in Atlantic City, New Jersey. The song, have all the songs been written in 2017. Oh, shit. The entire audience is asleep. Who's the guy on the piano? Hold on, hold on, oh, hold on. Hold on. We, we need to go back. We need someone said something really fucking weird. Hold on, We're, I'm gonna turn the volume way the hell up. I need to hear what that guy said. Okay. Use what? the fucking stairs like everyone else. I think is what they said. Wow. I think Brandon was a little taken aback by that too. Right. Just a verse and a chorus. That's Dave just chilling. Thank you, thank you. Dave looks really insulted. This is such a he's just eating ice. This is like the most rowdy fucking crowd I've ever heard in a Killers concert. Until we go. It's true. I'm gonna make you a shotgun of Four Loco. Yeah, 
you know, it would be funny. How many times have you seen a live performance of like a a ballad song where it's just like the lead singer playing a piano or something? Uh, every time. And it's all quiet and still like this. You know, how many times have you seen it? A bunch? A bunch. Times? Yeah. Many. Uh, it would. How funny would it be if during a live performance, like the one they were going to put on the DVD, you, they just accidentally caught audio of the lead singer just like blowing a huge fart while they were doing this intro? That'd be it funny. It would make me laugh so <laughs> All right. So whenever whenever I have a famous band and uh, we have a live album, I'm going to definitely do that. <laughs> just like three piano chords and then. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go like rip a huge, just a huge one. I'm gonna, it's going to everyone on stage is going to fucking smell it. It's going to be awesome. Let's go. The, let's go to the next slide. You fucking suggested it. Like, I don't know why you're like, oh, fucking prude Michael over here. Prove it. Okay, I will. (laughs) Okay, so this is the killers performing of all the songs been written in 2018 at the United Center, wherever the fuck that is. There's a person in the front row with like a really intense camera. Or it's like a press person. was good i guess that was fine yeah it was fine like there's nothing there's nothing really to talk about like it's just brandon on stage you know at a piano or conversely not at a piano who cares it's a very zero out of ten live version yeah i was asleep for most of that it's true so was i that's why we didn't <sighs> talk at all holy shit who's in, who's been driving the podcast <laughs> Uh, and then we have to look at each other and go, ah, yeah. And then we discover we've dropped, we've driven over a cliff, but we're, we're hovering in the air because physics work at like cartoons. <laughs> and then Ronnie catches us and he goes, you boys. <laughs> and your fucking podcast. And then he cracks open a couple Miller lights and we get hammered under <sighs> Niagara Falls. Fuck. Yeah. Can we do that? <laughs> Yeah, sweet. Yeah, yo, Ronnie. Ronnie, not right now though. It's gonna be cold as shit in Niagara Falls. In, yeah, in no, early no. April. Like, but. like when the pod's done, let's hit up Ronnie and be like, "Yo, let's go to Niagara Falls." I will volunteer to buy sixty-four beers if he flies us to. If he'll fly, if, if yeah, he'll fly us to Niagara hey, will Falls. You buy us tickets to Niagara Falls. I'll buy sixty-four beers. 
That cost me like fifty bucks. He's gonna buy us like three hundred dollar tickets to Niagara Falls and a hotel and a hotel. We gotta, we gotta. I can get the hotel, Spencer. No, 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 no. Come on. First, first rule of Spencer: never pay for something if someone else can pay for it for you. That's like the first rule of me. It's true. Interesting. Yeah. It's a it's a classic strategy. I mean, it's a good way to save money. I'll tell you that. It's true. Always. What's up with these covers, though? Do we got anything good? Uh, we have a Gerwig and then another Gerwig. Do we want to do an wow. ad this week? I feel like there's like only two covers, and we did kind of prank the audience last week. But on the other hand, you know, gotta make that paper, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the shortest ad of all time. All right, yeah. All right, well, uh, then we're gonna play that. Did we play it? Yeah. Cool. So this is uh, the user Josh Candy and their cover of Have All the Songs Been Written? Uh, no relation to John Candy. It's spelled differently. It's Canada. Not no relation to whatever. Just describe everything, Michael. Candy. Yeah. Describe everything you see. Um, there's a guy and he's got like a flannel shirt on and he's wearing a hat a normal hat and he's playing guitar and he's got some headphones on behind him. Looks like the inside of like a barbecue restaurant um, because there's guitars hanging on a wall with like distressed wood and uh, old license plates. Where are the license plates from? Maryland, New York and Tennessee. Oh yeah. I didn't see the New York one. It was like camouflaged, even though it was distinctly contrasting colored. New York's ultra ugly license plates that are yellow and navy. It's true. New York, if you're listening, fix your shit. Net Texas has really ugly license plates now. They're just boring. Yeah, they're just black and white. Yeah. They're probably made in our numerous prisons. Exactly. That's why they're so boring. Dabba dee dabba die. This guy's got a good voice and his great production value. It's true. I mean, he's got that's if you don't know, that's like a $300, like a nice microphone. I mean, that's the nice thing about doing anything after day and age is that we're pretty much guaranteed or I guess really after Battleborn is we're guaranteed to have at least some production quality, even if it's filmed on an iPhone. It's true. Some of those early Gerwigs are for like hot fuss songs or fucking the devil. Oh, there's also a Kansas license plate behind his uh, right arm down at the bottom. Oh, hey. Oh, and I think that's Ohio. Where's Ohio? Uh, behind him on the left. I mean, his his left, our right. Ah. Okay. I only got a glimpse. Uh, it's Pennsylvania, actually. Ah. Right down there. You have a oddly encyclopedic uh, knowledge of license plates. Yeah, I used to play that game with my grandma when we'd go on road trips. No. We try and find all of them and write them down in a little book. Do you still have the book? And then I'd be like, hey, grandma, slug bug. <laughs> Smack her in the arm. No, I would never hit my grandma. Rest in peace, grandma. 
Wait, Slug Bug. You've never played Slug Bug, Spencer? It's it's what a stupid game. It's Punch Bug. It's what? It's Punch Bug. What kind of Yankee bullshit is this? Punch Bug. It's Punch Bug. I always no. It's okay. Well, when I was I uh, first off, I did this in Georgia, but um, so it's an Eastern European thing. Get it right. Um. (laughs) (laughs) What language they speak in Georgia, Spencer? Uh, uh, English. Among, now you're talking about the state. Uh, yeah. So it's not Eastern European. No, 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 no. The thing I did was in Eastern Europe. But you asked what language they oh, speak in Georgia. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, so this is a... Uh, wow. Uh, we I think we've had this person on the pod before. This is the channel Chad Driscoll Music. Because I remember... Yeah, you would have been right. If you had just done your Spencer thing and said like the country and then a n at the end, really? Cecil, the fish, the official language of Georgia is Georgian. Oh well, I I thought it was funnier to just say English among others, it, which is what it I said. worked. Either way, you would have been right. Yeah, That's the best thing the strategy. Because otherwise, you, the only other thing you would have said was like Georgianese, which is just <clears> insulting. But <laughs> that's that's I wouldn't do that. <laughs> We always try to maintain an, an air of, you know, respectability. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Look at our podcast image. It's true. Um. Anyway, so this is uh, <sighs> Chad Driscoll music. Um. Not to be no relation to uh, the other famous Chads. Describe everything. It's black and white. Uh, oh, yeah, we have had Chad Driscoll and he used the same filter in his last video. It's the dude with a really tight Under Armour ball cap, and he's wearing uh, headphones. He's in a very low ceilinged room. Like he's his head is very close to the ceiling. Maybe he's, that's just perspective. It's either perspective or, or he's like weirdly tall, or he's huge. He's like seven feet tall. Yeah, I'm gonna There's skip also, to like, the middle. Yeah, he's got like a, a tree picture and there's like uh, some windows. It's all natural light, but some black and white natural light. Which is, uh, you know, unrelated. It's probably my least favorite beer. You think people who like make films professionally refer to natural lighting as natty light? Probably not, Spencer. I don't think people rely on abbreviations as much as you do. Well, uh, yo, uh, filmmakers in the audience. uh, Start doing that because it's funny. I feel like I feel like in 20 years, kids are going to be like all abbreviating everything. And this is where it's going to start. And it's going to be entirely my fault. So a briefs are sweeping the nation is what you're saying. Hell yeah, bro. Breeves are sweeping the nash. <laughs> so stupid. That was it. That's all the covers. There's only the two. 
We did it, everybody. We did it. Good work, everyone. Michael, what are your final thoughts on the song uh, to have all the songs been written by the band The Killers? You know, one of the nice things about doing this podcast is that sometimes we get to listen to these songs and I get to reflect on songs that I didn't usually I didn't really give a fair shake to. And then it ends up changing my opinion. Or I, I'd like the song a little bit more. This is not one of those weeks. <laughs> uh, I just don't care about the song. It just is like, eh, go whatever. fuck yourself. This is uh, bottom of the shelf. Bottom of the shelf. You got money in the tank. You got gas in the bank. You're going to burn the bank down. <laughs> I got news for you, baby. You're looking at some time. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I agree with you. This song is, you know, I, I, I thought it was OK. I was kind of getting back on it. And then and then we had this lengthy discussion where we decided it sucked. And I agree. Yeah. And that's what we got for y'all. And that's it. So with that said, thank you so much for listening. If you made it to the end of the episode, as always, thank you very, very much. Um, if you would like to support us, perhaps financially, you can scroll to the bottom of any episode of the podcast and select our uh, affiliate link with Anchor, and you can send us some money that way. Or you can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash soul of a trucky killers podcast. If you think that I, Spencer Polio, am funny, you can follow us on Twitter. That's at Solve a Truck Pod, where I tend to run things. And if you think Michael's funny and you like sick, sick memes and feet pics, you can follow us on our Instagram, uh, Instagram.com slash Solve a Truck Pod. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at Soul of a Truck Pod at gmail.com. Thank you so much. I'm Spencer Polio. Michael, say goodbye. Bye, I love you. Wow, I could actually hear it that time. That was great. Yeah, I just wanted to go for a board sound for this boring song. Fair enough. I'm leaving all this in, by the way. Do the planes still care? Has it?